0: In the
1: Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 hello. Ryan Roxy here and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches podcast. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so very much for showing up to today's episode. It's going to be a good one, folks. And um, giving you some time to get into the chat room. You can be watching us on Facebook Live. Of course, the reference is to go to YouTube live because our guest today is the king of all things YouTube. So get in on the chat on the YouTube live and don't forget to hit that subscribe button down in the corner or you can watch us or listen to us on any of the other platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, but we like you to uh, sort of subscribe to the YouTube channel if you will. Thank you very much. So Shall we begin? Huh? Because you know, at in the trenches today, we like to dive deep into artists' careers. And a lot of times, our artists um, have like 20 year careers, at least maybe 20, 30 careers. And guess what? Today's artist is only 20 years old. So even if he started as a baby, his career would only be 20. But I'm telling you, he's amassed a huge, huge following in a very short time and that's what we're going to dive deep in today because on in the trenches um we like to interview rock stars but the new rock stars of today as we know are the youtube the youtubers the content creators the influencers but the good thing about our guest today is he's also a musician he's also a guitar player he also has his own band so would you please welcome to in the trenches kai ross best hello kai how you doing? Hello.
2: How's it going? What's going down? It's good. How are you?
1: Well, I struggled all week to to get the the hyphen in the name, and is that part of the <laughs> professional? Is it just no, right? No, no, that's actually my name. <laughs> okay. Now, have you always used the hyphen, Kai Ross Best? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's on any on documents and stuff, they include the hyphen as well. Yeah. 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 I was always curious um, about. Part that. of
2: it's my mom's. Part of it's my dad's. So. Work together
1: on that, there you are. Well, that's kind of what you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, Kai? And um, I, I hope you're really comfortable in that chair. I know that, uh, right yeah. off the bat, that's a telltale sign that we are uh, interviewing with someone that likes video games because that, my friend, is a gamer chair because I know that because I have an yeah. 18 year old son. Is it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's. I mean, it's, it's comfy. So I guess that's the best part as well.
1: Well, you spend a good part of your life, like the way I spend a good part of my day and my time um, in this sort of room. This you. It's not New York City, folks. This is actually my son's bedroom. And you're probably in your bedroom. I see you have the ultimate, you have yep. the ultimate amps in the baggie, you have some guitars hanging. But this is where you spend a lot of your time doing your job which is
2: YouTubing, creating, and how long have you been doing that for? So I originally started doing stuff probably about 13 years ago, but not like professionally, just random things, because obviously I was only seven, eight years old. Um, And it was mainly just playing a couple of games and like mixing them up to songs at the time. Um, So I'd like make like a little music video in these games of the songs. Um, and more professionally uh I've been doing it probably the last few years, so three or four years, right,
1: but the thing is,
2: can you remember the first game and song
1: that you put together? I mean it's probably posted on your on your channel as well, right?
2: yeah, I think so. I think it was probably uh probably club penguin um
1: oh man, and <laughs> i'm I'm trust me folks. I'm into those types of games because I was going to say <laughs> Minecraft. I was going to say Minecraft, yeah. but then, but I think part of your big following and fame came from Minecraft. We'll talk about that a little bit, but that is the u- official YouTube channel that we are talking about, folks. And we do have Kairos Best on, who has, if you look under his name right there, uh, 103 or is that six? I haven't my readers on. 104. 104,000 subscribers right now. And let's see, are there 104,000 people watching us right now? Probably. Um, Again, I keep my glasses off. I I selectively see what I want to see. But you started off with Club Penguin. I know about that because my son was a big Club Penguin.
2: Were you in the private Club Penguin uh, sort of group or did you? Uh, No, I was more in the public sort of like place for that. But I never really did like any of that like professionally or anything like that. It was more just something to kill time when I was younger, I think. And obviously I started to really enjoy like making videos back then as it was. So I was like, I might as well do something with it um, and try and like progress it into something that I can use in the future, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, at seven, um, those, long, hard,
2: those long, hard days of
1: laboring when you're seven years old. But you know what the, yeah. the cool thing about it is same thing with me and guitar. I, I was seven. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't play you probably weren't the master gamer at that point. You probably weren't uh, Martin Scorsese of making videos, but you were learning your craft and you were getting it down to what it is today. And do you sort of agree with me in the sense that today's YouTubers, today's
2: influencers, they are sort of the rock stars of the world? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, if, if you go back to like probably when you were younger, like obviously the big thing that everyone wants to be was a rock star, uh, like they want to be a guitarist, play bass, sing, uh be a drummer. Whereas now, like if you look at probably, I think it's 95% of the younger generation, they all want to be YouTubers, Right. which is like crazy. So <laughs> year seven was your
1: first, like, like the way I had Brian May, you also play guitar yeah. too. So we're going to get into that as
2: well. Did you get into guitar around the same age as that, or did you get into it a little uh, bit later? I think I got into guitar probably when I was about four. Um, So just when I was a bit younger and I think it was my mum introduced me to Alice Cooper and I started to think, okay, this is actually a really cool thing. So I started to listen to more and then I asked for a guitar, got a guitar and it's kind of been since then that I've started like picking up on it a lot more.
1: There it is. There's Rachel and there's Kai right there. That's your mom. And who's that other guy right there? Was, was I in the band on that
2: tour? <laughs> uh, that was 2011, I think. So, I not have been. Uh, I don't think so. No, no I think right before I got Kerry back Kelly in. And Damon. Very yeah. well.
1: Very well. So, your early, early days of starting this YouTube channel um, was who was your first influence? Like the way Brian May was mine, was it, and I know I'm going to sound like really dated if I say the wrong name, but was PewDiePie maybe an influence, an early influence? He's definitely
2: uh, one of the influences at the moment. Um, like generally, I think a lot of people that do this sort of stuff have a lot of influence from him now. Um, but I think for me, I, I don't know, I think it might've been uh, my brother or someone like that at the time. Cause he, he was starting to like watch videos and, he started to like make the odd one. And I think I kind of got into it from that.
1: Right, right. So did you direct your own videos? Did you, you know, and what was the, what was sort of your first, would you say break when you started going, oh shit, this just went viral? Because I know that you um, you edited for a while for a thing called yes. Jack Sucks at Life. Now yeah, I still edit
2: for him now as well.
1: As, okay. And, and part of that was making up memes and stuff. Where did yeah. you feel your first break Because obviously for me with with music, my first break was moving down to Los Angeles and just being able to see all the other different musicians that are out there playing. Online, yeah. you were immediately immer- immersed with all the YouTubers, but when did you feel that you sort of broke into that world?
2: Uh, it's it's quite difficult because uh, I, I wouldn't say I did like until probably a couple of years ago when I did start doing some editing for Jack. Um, because he kind of gave that little boost and he kind of made me part of his community at the time. Um, he had about 300,000 subscribers at the time and now he's on one and a half million. Um, nice.
1: you caught in on the early, the early, crazy. yeah, I caught but in did,
2: just as he started to get popular.
1: Did you ride the coattails the way I've been riding the Alice Cooper coattails for all these years <laughs> <Yeah>. as well? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the way you do it, and 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 yeah. thank you for uh, flying more of Alice's co- uh, colors right there with the Hollywood vampires shirt right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Have you, um man? This year kind of blows for touring. That's why. That's a that's a question I
2: had for you. As a YouTuber, is 2020 a blessing or a curse? Uh bit of both. Like, obviously, at the moment, I'm already sat here pretty much every single day of my life, and it's. I mean, it's fine, but. It, it definitely made a lot more people come online and come and watch videos and f- try and find new things. But with that as well, people's like attention span definitely like is a lot shorter than general. Um, so like they might, you've got like five seconds instead of like 15 seconds to like get someone interested. Um, but really I think it's a bit of a mix. Like obviously, uh, cause of like, if you're earning money through YouTube, it's uh, a lot of ad rates. And all the adverts, like generally they started to go down a little bit when coronavirus sort of struck. And that's kind of been like the worst part, but it's starting to ride back up now. Luckily. So it's
1: actually affected you financially as well, because you are in that. Just a tiny that upper- bit, but yeah, okay. not as much. All right. All right. See, because we started this uh, podcast and we really started going for it like at the beginning of the year. Vic, our producer, really got on board with, with all the different types of graphics and stuff like that uh, right about, uh, we started a year ago, but we really, at the beginning of the year, we started uh, doing these weekly live stream podcasts and it's been building up every single um, every single week and we appreciate everybody being in the chat, by the way. Um, and all these comments coming up are from people that are in both of the the Facebook live chat and the YouTube channel uh, chats. Thank you again for coming in and uh, having your own world in there. But do you feel connected? And, you know, when you do live streaming, uh, is there a sense of performance for you when you, when you, when when you press that record button or is Within it just reason, you looking yeah, at like yourself?
2: You've, you've always got to like up yourself a lot more than you actually are. Um, just cause you've got to keep people engaged, obviously. So Uh, Generally, I could be like, one day I could be quite quiet and then the next day I could be like as loud as possible, Um, but I think people that watch my stuff generally just kind of go straight off of whatever I'm doing and I usually act the exact same like now as I would if I was in person, so... It's okay. quite lucky, I guess.
1: <laughs> but then you'd also do a lot of different editing, which I've seen, and, and, and all that stuff yeah. is, is very quick edits. My son was into doing a lot of uh, YouTube edits. He had his own channel as well. And so um, I was always just very, very impressed at the amount of editing skills that you guys have at a very young age because, I mean – for our guests that are coming on a little bit later where we sort of bring the old school and the new school and we sort of combine them together because you did grow up with a lot of classic rock influence. It's a lot of us, it's a struggle for a lot of us old schoolers to press record and you guys are like cutting stuff up in very short spaces. So this we'd like to think of as a lukewarm uh, sort of, glass of water where we combine both. It's a little bit slow sometimes, but that's because we want to find out about you. I want to find out about your history, what drives you and what, uh, what your plans are for the upcoming future and what you're doing with YouTube. Cause is this going to be something that you, did you think about it as a career or are you now thinking about it as a career?
2: I think when I was younger, I, I was always like, I think I was one of the people that was like, I do want to do music and I also want to do this as well. And obviously music's quite hard to get into. This is also quite hard to get into. And it's just trying to find the like the lucky break, I guess, to whichever one takes off. And uh, it's more, I think now that I've actually like started to gain like followers and stuff, it's like, okay, then this is definitely something I can actually do. And what um, was
1: your, what was your lucky break that, you know, I touched on that a little bit earlier, but what was it? Do you feel?
2: I think me, me and Jack, we did a video where rather than him, rather than him sending me footage to edit, I sent him some footage to edit and that went uh, viral within like a day or so. And it got, uh, I think a million views within like 24 hours. And that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, this is, this is going to work. This could happen.
1: And so instead of, instead of him sending you the stuff to edit, you sent him something to edit. Yeah. What was your footage? What was it? Uh, Do you have a clip of that right now to put up? No. Okay. Our producer says (laughs) he, he doesn't have it right now, but damn.
2: I'm pretty sure it was um, people uh, because I was quite new to like his community at the time. I think people uh, asked me some questions just about myself and I answered them, tried to include like as many funny moments as I could into it to make it like still entertaining. And I'm pretty sure that was that was it really. That was that
1: moment. And then you were on your own. Right. Did you see did you see like numbers jumping up right then?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was like stuck around 1,800 for like. I think I know roughly your, two I know years your straight.
1: <laughs> I know the pain,
2: <laughs> but like as soon as I did that with him, it went from one thousand eight hundred for two years up to like ten thousand the next day, and it was that was crazy.
1: Well, that's what we're that's what we're banking on right now. You're you are our light bulb YouTube channel moment. Vic and I <laughs> are putting all our <laughs> stock in you right now, folks. <laughs> but we are here in in the trenches with. Uh, Kai Ross Best, with the hyphen, of, as you will. He has 104,000 uh, YouTube followers and counting right now. Um, do you find that you have to stick with one platform these days as a YouTube creator, or do you have to pick your poison? Like whether you choose Instagram or I choose TikTok or I choose... Or can you sort of blend them all together? Because I
2: am curious about that. It's It's quite difficult. I've always... I don't know. I've always found it that I like to keep a lot of like my personal stuff like in one place just for the sake of if someone wants to see something they can just go straight there they'll see it. But obviously I guess the difference is like with YouTube it's more videos whereas with Instagram it's obviously a lot more pictures and then like they've got their stories and everything. Um I can't get into TikTok properly. Um, I've never been able to do that. <laughs> you're too old for TikTok. Are you actually saying? <laughs> yeah, you're Yeah, I too... think. So. <laughs> Imagine how we feel there. there. I can't get into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's quite difficult to like. I think it's quite easy to get like one audience in one place, but to get them to like branch out into other places, it's quite a difficult thing to do. Oh, we're creatures like, of habit. 300 one day, and then like, if you go over to like, uh, say from YouTube, you go to Twitch, which is a streaming site. Uh, you could have 20 over there, but like 300 on YouTube, for example. And I guess that's like kind of the risk of trying to do multiple platforms.
1: Not everybody has that spectrum that you do of taste. And, and and we are creatures of habit. I'm the same way. Um, I'm starting to branch out a little bit. That's why the whole YouTube and that's why I'm so interested in it. But your musical sort of spectrum of taste is just as varied. And that's you yeah. grew up. Like as we saw the picture before, you grew up with Alice Cooper, classic rock, Aerosmith, yeah, uh, Motley Crue, but then you also yep. had a bit of the new newer school bands like Green Day, Foo Fighters. I mean, at this point they are considered classic rock as well. But so I would I would consider most of your upbringing is you know in, in other bands like Nirvana as well. That is a classic rock upbringing. You know, yeah. you, you you have you play a Marshall, you play. Um, I know you play some Epiphones. You have a 335. Is
2: that what I saw yeah, in there? That's that one there. <laughs> I love it. Is that your guitar of choice? Which is your which is your weapon yeah. of choice? That's definitely my guitar of choice. Um I've just got a firebird as well, which is in this case here. Um You have all my favorites, man. It is, it's really good and it sounds great. Um, but it's just it's hard to get hanging up on there because the hangers are all a bit like too big and whatever else for the neck. But so, I, I love them. <laughs>
1: and, but you have so so you have the guitars and the equipment and the love for classic rock do you feel yeah. that your youtube career is going to help you springboard with the band because you also have a four-piece band and how many people that are on your youtube channel know about the band and
2: because well, i'm hoping quite a few but um i, I tend tell to try some and more <laughs> them whenever i can um but uh, no we got a band called king for a day um and uh, we're a four-piece at the moment uh, that's us. Uh, that's not our drummer. That's, um, one that came in and filled in for us for a day, um, called Evie. Okay. Um, and she's really good as well, but she's just gone up to uni. Um, but, so uh, no, Dan, Daniel McKenzie on guitar.
1: lead vocals, you in, in yep. guitar, you have Josh Earls on backing vocals and, uh, D- the newer drummer who's not actually her right there is Dan Lee Kennard, right?
2: Yeah. that's right.
1: And of course you, what is your, what is your role? Are you the lead guitarist in that band?
2: Yeah, uh, I'd like to say so. Um, I, I generally play a lot of lead, but we kind of go between like, he'll do some lead, I'll do some lead, I'll do some rhythm, he'll do some rhythm. So we take it in turns a lot. Um, so you have classic rock influence. What about them? <laughs> it's, it's quite varied. Uh, I think that's what makes it work quite nicely. Um, our lead singer, Dan, um, he plays a lot of like uh, Metallica, Trivium. Um, I'm trying to think of some other bands. Uh, But like so much more like of a metal sort of like royal blood could that be an influence as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Our bass player Josh, he's uh, a lot more into royal blood um, and uh, Foo Fighters. uh, He's also into they're also into like Billie Eilish and stuff as well at the moment. So it's quite a varied taste. And like our new drummer, he's into a lot of uh, Thin Lizzy, for example so like a lot of like old school, old school classics as well.
1: And when did you guys form when did you put this whole thing together? Was it before the YouTube channel really bu- broke open or is it been during that time?
2: It's been during the like the last year. So it start it started off with just uh Dan and Josh and they worked on a single together and roughly a year ago, probably today, uh they invited me along to play at a show for the show with them, uh doing some like covers and some of their originals and they then invited me in so that was kind of like my intro into them.
1: That's a that's a pretty good intro. I mean, that's a yeah. pretty good first gig. <laughs> my first gig with 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 Coop, and I know that the uh, Sick Things UK that are tuning in right now, they'll know about it. It was uh, 1996, and it was at Cabo Wabo. So it was, it was kind of a cool little stepping stone as well to get into having a good first gig. It's really important yeah. as well, you know. Um, Well, the songs that you guys have, is there anything officially out yet? Or are you guys working on stuff as we speak? Yeah, yeah.
2: They've got an EP out. Um, I wasn't part of that, but they've got it out. It's called Love is Dead, I'm pretty sure. And it's got four songs on it. Uh, One's called Golden Girl, which is probably their most popular one. Um, And uh, there's uh, Something's Not Right, Emotion Implosion, and Love or Lust on there.
1: And then you guys are working on something new right now as we speak, right? Yeah. And yeah, is that we've something got
2: this- four, four songs in the making at the moment, um, which we're just like nailing and finalizing, uh, getting like final lyrics and everything sorted out. Um, but I think we're calling it Long Live the King.
1: That's a good, that's a good working title. If it's not the official title, I like the official, make it the <laughs> official title. But I, I mean, think it will be that. <laughs> now, let me ask you this are record releases or EP releases or a release of a bunch of songs, is that even necessary anymore in today's world in 2020, especially with you who have probably more followers on your YouTube channel than most indie labels or maybe even a major label would have on on
2: their channels as well.
1: I mean, how how do you plan on releasing this? And could it be something where you could just release a song at a time?
2: Yeah, I I think we've got quite like a, I think, Probably the best way is uh, as soon as we do get it done, I'm going to just keep advertising it as much as I can. And I think that's probably the easiest way to do it at the moment. Because obviously there is a lot of influence here. Uh, Generally about 30,000 people at the moment are watching like each of my videos. And I think that's quite a big number just to shove out something to, And hopefully they'll enjoy it as well. And it kind of brings like this new generation as well to like this kind of music. And I think that's probably like the best part about it. So you will combine
1: all those bands that we just mentioned into one sound. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing about it, man. I really am. (laughs) Thank you. So, um, what else was I going to go through as far as you know? You've had this channel. Oh, that's us. That's
2: I can't believe
1: what year was that? Had it been 2012?
2: Yeah, I think that was about 2012.
1: Had it been 2012, that was when I was wearing a straw hat, folks, and thinking <laughs> that the more scarves you wore was the better. I think that was the Johnny Depp thing where he said if you want to really sh- if you want to shade and hide things about yourself, you wear scarves. So, yeah, apparently I overscarved on that. Well, I've always overscarved. That was just recently, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, that was the last tour in the UK, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh man. It seems like it does seem like a friggin'
2: long. It was about a year ago now. So it's quite, quite a long time
1: Man, as a gamer. Now, now yep. you, do you play games as well? Right. Was, was,
2: is Minecraft? Sometimes. When, do you still play yeah. Minecraft or is it more of just, a, do you do it more or for novelty? Uh, I don't play it like in my spare time. I don't really play that many games in my spare time just cause I'm too busy. Like either editing a video that I've already got recorded or one that I need to do in general, or at the moment, obviously I'm spending a lot more time playing music as well. So um, I'm trying to like push that a little bit more as well. And I think that's a good thing to like try and do with the channel at the moment. But generally, if I do a game, it's usually Minecraft because that's where a lot of like my audiences come from. So I think it's quite an easy one to keep pushing out at the moment. I see.
1: And uh, with that schedule that we talk about, because everyone says that if you want to have run a successful uh, YouTube channel, the key is consistency. Is that really mm. true though? Because I mean... Do you put out something every single week where where it's done on, on a schedule or do you put it out when something's done and it moves you?
2: It's usually when I feel like it for myself personally. I know a lot of people try and stick to like maybe like every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday or something like that, for example. But I personally like doing it once it's ready and I feel like it's good, good enough to go out. Um, I don't like rushing it to go out. I prefer going out on like a specific uh, like once it's ready. But otherwise, I'm quite happy, like, usually around 8 p.m. most days I'll put it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And generally, I try and stick to, like, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday for, like, video-wise. But if I'm going to go and do a live stream, for example, it'll be, like, a Saturday or a Sunday because more people are available to watch. Um, That's why we do it on Tuesdays. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Good idea,
1: Vic. Let's just do it every Tuesday. All right. Well, shit. We all, I, I'm learning a lot, and I and you know what? I enjoy asking these questions because for one, you you look very crystal clear. You have you have a nice look about it. Is that
2: webcam or is that an actual video camera that you're it's using? An actual camera. Um, okay. I, I'm using like a Sony camera, and it goes into some USB thing. I don't understand much about it, um, but. I've got uh, my like Sony camera so it focuses like straight away like on whatever I show it basically. And I've got these two like giant lights here as well so it lights up the room enough and myself.
1: Have you ever done a, an actual equipment breakdown of what you do with
2: your channel and on there? Uh, I've thought of doing it before, but it's a bit of a mess here at the moment. So as soon as that's all cleared up, then yeah, I'll definitely. Well, do it looks like very that.
1: clean here, but but yeah, it's just as messy as well. Because, because <laughs> yeah. what's behind the camera, people aren't supposed to see. It's it's chaos, you know. And it, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and as far as your practice schedule, if you're able to bring in music and practice with the band, is there any band rehearsals now these days with yeah. with, with yeah.
2: COVID and stuff? No. Generally, we do about four hours a day, uh, but only like once a week at the moment. So it'll be like every Friday uh, for about four or five hours. So you have to schedule um, that we, in
1: between your YouTubing and, you know, yeah. placing as well. <laughs> no doubt.
2: Generally, I'm like, I'm trying to get like Friday and Sunday as like my days off in general. And luckily, that's kind of how it's working at the moment. So I've got like just about enough time to uh, get away with like doing other things like that at the moment as well.
1: Well, here's a question from, from Nick Sticks and Stones. Um, obviously we know Nick is a longtime listener and, of uh, supporter of the podcast. He has his own band as well in Canada. What is the most influential media to use as a band in your opinion, Kai? Cause you are in a band and you're using media all the time.
2: I think for, for the sake of like advertising and stuff, probably Instagram because you can obviously put a lot of hashtags and people can like go onto those hashtags and find it. Right. Um, but if you're trying to like go quite professional, you're probably best getting like some adverts for either Instagram or Twitter. Um, but obviously that's money wise as well. But I feel like if you're going for like the more free route, you probably want to stick more to Instagram just because you're going to have a better chance of like showing up in yeah. my opinion. Well, I was, I was told that Instagram is a really good business card. It's like
1: handing yeah. someone your business card. It's basically, here you go. Basically, get here's your um, inst- here's your sort of business card of what we're about. If you want to go to all the other links, links in bio, and everybody's yeah. so familiar with links in bio. So there you go. Uh, Nita Strauss is watching right now, she, and uh, of course you've seen us with Nita. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Four hour rehearsal. So basically, how much time we have to prep for an <laughs> AC tour? Wow, that is couldn't be more true, folks. Uh, <laughs> But guess what? We kill for that four hours of rehearsal these days because that would mean yeah. four hours of a paycheck. Are you kidding me? We get four <laughs> hours of paid rehearsal. Come on. <laughs> but we don't get a lot of time to uh, to to rehearse for a tour. But that's because we're doing a lot of stuff these days uh, virtually. You know, we we yeah. are doing it, but we haven't cracked that code of a zero latency live rehearsal type of atmosphere yet maybe something's coming maybe something's coming
2: i think someone's said like they're doing something in the works of that which hopefully will be true Mm -hmm. but i guess then it's like sorting out all the levels and everything into into like some group call or whatever
1: well if if they get it going to that point that's going to be good only be great better for your uh, channel because you can actually charge for people to come in and watch you guys rehearse live yeah, another yeah. revenue stream. Hopefully this stuff doesn't last forever, but guess what, folks? Uh that's why we're doing these shows and live streams and everybody's gotten used to spending the time of watching a podcast and having the time because you're stuck indoors right now. Is there a yeah. has there been a better time to learn music? Do you feel that uh, playing guitar right now is one of those things that you have more time to learn it now that the that you, everything else is kind of limited and shut down?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, because obviously there's not really much you can go and do. Like, you can't really go out to like, uh, you can't go out to, uh, I don't really go to pubs that often, but you can't go out to like a pub, for example, at the moment, but you obviously can now, but like you couldn't. Um, So you had more time just to sit down and uh, like look at like tabs online, for example, and try and learn new things. So yeah, definitely.
1: But as a kid growing up in this era and learning classic rock, I, when I was learning guitar, that's all I had. I didn't really have a different... I didn't have so many options. If I wanted to go yeah. on, there wasn't the internet, right? So I do you find it, with all these options and all these sort of tools that you have to learn guitar and oh, I can go on and watch this video or watch this other video to show me this technique, do you find it almost stretching yourself too thin where you can't focus on guitar?
2: Sometimes, sometimes it's... I don't know. I, I personally, I think I just tend to like pick something up and I don't really look at too many videos nowadays. I just kind of like try and learn something by ear a lot more because um, I think that's quite a good skill to have in general as well.
1: Ear training is what is the best tuner of all time. It's the best. It's, yeah. the, it's the way that I got my gig. It's the way that most people get their gigs. They say, well, do you know how to read music? Well, kind of. Do you know how to read tab? Yeah. Kind of. Do you know how to, you know, pick out a song from, you know, Spotify or or a YouTube video? Yes, I know how to do that because I've had to do it many, many times and in the past and just listen to a CD and learn to learn the track. So um, that's awesome that you uh, are are combining playing music, playing guitar and your YouTube career. Do you see those two melding together and have you done uh, guitar based videos yet?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've done a few guitar-based videos. Um, I've generally, just whilst I'm trying to, like, work out a better way of recording stuff at the moment, um, I've not really posted too much lately, uh, guitar-wise, and I had, like, a bunch of problems with, like, copyright a few, like, months ago, and uh, that kind of, like, stopped me from doing a lot of things just because... uh, it's not it a strike. Every time I put something up. You can put yeah. something
1: up. It's not a strike against you. It's just limited to many countries unless you have a VPN provider. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm familiar with all that kind of stuff. Cause we do it on the show. Whenever we play a clip, sometimes we'll, we'll come up that there's been some sort of copyright infringement, but they're pretty cool these days because they know that it's going to be put out there in one way, shape or form. And it's just spreading the word of whatever yeah. song that is as well. So I'm been very, uh, happy to talk about the new school and how you've promoted your career these days. And we've brushed upon the fact that you grew up in this, I wouldn't call it a sect. I wouldn't call it a cult. It's definitely a sort of following that's very particularly strong in the UK. It's called the sick things UK. Now, When you were that age in those early shots that we saw when your mom introduced you to Alice, did you know that you were a sick thing
2: or did you have any idea of how big this movement was? (laughs) (laughs) No, I had absolutely no idea. I just kind of, uh, I got kind of like thrown into it a little bit, if that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Now, was your first concert that you ever went to, an Alice Cooper concert?
2: Yeah, uh, when I was, I think I was probably four and my mom said, "If if you still like Alice when you're five, I'll take you to a concert. And that was the first one I went to when I was five years old.
1: The ripe old age of five. I want to say that there's no, uh, there was no headphones or, or, or like, what are you, what would you even call them? Uh, your ear, earplugs, there was no like soundproof headphones on you or was there?
2: Uh, I think I had, like, these big bulky red headphones that kind of came All right, Rachel's going to yell at me after, then because I called him. it that there wouldn't be. I thought it would. All right. I'm, I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to get busted for that. That's okay. Safe and sane. I, I remember that, you know, the the Kiss show that my kids were able to see in Stockholm, they had these big yellow sort of construction working uh, yeah. ear blockers. When did you dis- – do you remember the day – that you said, you know what, this time I'm going to the Alice Cooper show dressed up the way that Kairos Best dresses?
2: That was uh, my, f- when, uh, originally, obviously, I used to go and like all the makeup and everything. Um, I makeup. that was like, yeah, yeah. that was the first show I went to. Uh, I went with the makeup. And I think when I kind of got to probably about 13, 14, maybe 15, that's when I kind of just, stopped and kind of just came more as myself a little bit more and like wore a t-shirt a lot more um and i think i've done like the odd time or something like that where i've had like my face painted up still but uh not really that often for like the last five or six years
1: okay all right but but this vibe that you have the kairos vest look is a direct throwback to my upbringing because you could be yeah. a kid from the 1970s. There's no doubt about it. There's two kids, one from the 1970s and one from the 2000s. <laughs> that's Tommy Hendrickson, uh, of course, at one of the infamous uh, backstage UK. That's probably at the O2, I would imagine. and um, Or was it? I think it's in or the Wembley Or the Wembley. Okay, okay. I, I don't yeah. recognize every backstage. No, but... I don't either. But... <laughs> <laughs> Good one, though. Good call. The thing is... <laughs> The guy's responsible, and the first guy I'm going to bring on to our show now, as a making a special appearance, is the founder of Sick Things UK. He is the one that's basically started uh, this whole UK Alice Cooper uh, fan group, and I want to find out about the history of that because I'm doing my research for you and and this podcast. I was able to find out that that they started Sick Things UK right about the same time I first joined Alice's band in 96. So they started a year later. So folks that are Kai Aras Best fans, um, you're going to hear a little bit of history of how what Kai grew up in, what Kai was sort of thrown into, as he says, and you're going to hear the guys that are behind that whole Alice Cooper movement. So right now, would you please welcome to In the Trenches, In the Trenches, Mr. Cy Haley. Hello, Cy. How you doing, buddy? Hey Ron, how you doing? What's going on, man? You you look more of like a gamer than either of us right now. You've got, <laughs> you know, you've got your little microphone, your little Kip Winger microphone, and uh, your game. I, I, turn to the side so people can see the uh, headphones. Yeah, see. Okay, those are X, D, DX
2: Racers, aren't they? Uh, i think they're hyper i
3: can't remember what they are actually.
1: um
2: knows the brand i just
3: went on yeah. amazon when i needed new ones and looked for the ones that had a decent review
1: <laughs> well welcome to in the Got trenches me. mr Si haley you're um you're kind of legendary in the world of alice cooper and we're going to find out why um you started sick things uk in 97 am i correct
3: Yeah, the very end of 97. I launched it on Christmas Day, 1997.
1: And was the whole reason why you started Sick Things, I I see this thing, this mailing list, FAQ FAQ kept by Burt Edens, Edens. Who the heck is Burt Edens and why does he have relevance into the Alice Cooper legacy?
3: Oh, well, Hunter Goatley, who's a friend of mine in America... I had a mailing list in the old days of email mailing lists all before social media.
1: Before YouTube, yes.
3: <laughs> before YouTube, anything like that. Before you Kai was born. <laughs> you, you joined the mailing list and it basically allowed people to send messages to a whole group of people at once. And Hunter um, started the Sick Things mailing list. And that's how a lot of us sort of first came into contact, I suppose. Um, but I found that, I mean, we had Brian Nelson on there as well, Alice's personal assistant, yes. and he was constantly telling everybody they were wrong. Um, and they'd <laughs> say, oh, I heard anything this, and, uh, Anything about Brian the Alice, Alice Cooper an legacy.
1: <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about the Alice Cooper legacy knows that Brian Renfield Nelson was a huge, huge part of it. Uh, Brian Nelson was there. At my first audition with Alice Cooper, he was the one that gave me the most amount of support. And honestly, he was the one that, that came to so many of our uh, sort of shows outside of Alice Cooper. And he told me once that he goes, you know what, Ryan, you're the only guy that who's I go see their his own projects and his own bands outside of Alice Cooper. And it kind of started that way. Then he started to watch the other bands that uh, Alice... Band members were involved in, but yeah, much respect to, to the late Brian Nelson. He is a a big, uh, obviously a big supporter of all of us in that era of Alice Cooper. Um, he knows everything about Alice Cooper. Um, he helped you. He was he was a big influence in the beginning for all things that were associated with. Uh, with yeah, Sixth Brian North. was the conduit
3: between the fans and Alice. And um, he came on the mailing list, answering questions, telling people they were wrong, putting them down, everything in his, uh, the the way he had of doing things. the only way that Brian Nelson could, yeah.
1: The only way Brian (laughs) Nelson could, I get that. But the thing is, do you find that Brian Nelson, because there's a lot of people that have become Alice Cooper fans and a lot of people that are in our world right now, uh, in the Alice Cooper world, that don't know about that old guard. They know Kyler Clark. And Kyler Clark mm-hmm. is, is, is a great, great uh, sort of confident with you. He's, he's, he definitely co- uh, collaborates with you on a lot of things with Alice Cooper. He's Alice mm-hmm. Cooper's assistant and bass player of any band that you've ever heard of, Kyler Clark. But um, the thing is, the old school we know as Brian Nelson being Alice's assistant. So do you find it strange now that there is this new school of Alice Cooper fan? Do you find them following sick things? I don't
3: know. There's a new school. I mean, I think social media has changed the fan base. I mean, now it seems that uh, anybody who ticks like on Alice's Facebook page is a super fan and knows everything, (laughs) which can become a bit frustrating sometimes, but, uh, no i brian was essential in those days because before the mailing list before brian we had no way of finding these things out so i mean an example i spent years and years looking for a specific record which was listed in record collector only to defi- to find out within days of finding the mailing list that it didn't exist it was a mistake. <laughs> and so all these questions did were getting Nelson, answered.
1: did Brian Nelson yep. sort of
3: solve that mystery as well, right? Yep, in, yep, instantly. yep doesn't exist. It was a mistake.
1: <laughs> you were you were able to bring but sort all of- this
3: information comes through the mailing list. and so and i I have a really bad memory. so I wanted to put it all together in one place so that I could find the information that I wanted to do, and you know, or, or if I needed it. And that's what the site came from. It's purely for myself to remember things. And it just grew and grew from that. And I figured, well, I might as well
1: make it public, let people see it, (laughs) because it might be useful to them as well. And now it's simply become STUK. Do you remember when Sick Things UK became this STUK name switch?
3: Not specifically, not specifically. I mean, it started off as the Alice Cooper Trivia File, which was an ima- amazingly imaginative name. <laughs> and then um, on the mailing list, uh, the, the mailing list became the Sick Things mailing list, and the UK fans became the UK Sick Things. So I, I eventually, I like bought the domain Sick Things UK, and that's what it's been ever since. I. Uh, I suppose maybe 2000-ish, I don't know exactly when. Um, It was a few years later that it became Sick Things UK.
1: But you have to remember, folks, that at one point there was more news coming out of Sick Things UK than there was AliceCooper.com. Obviously, in oh, the last couple of years, <laughs> that in, the, in the last few years, uh, there, Kyler Clark has really put in a hand in and done a lot of work of getting, getting mm-hmm. the Alice Cooper uh, news up to date. Um, but at the same time there was that time where when I would go for tour dates, when I would look for my own tour where it would be on, I couldn't go to AliceCooper.com. I'd go to sickthings.co.uk, you know, all that. I I would go there to find my information out, right?
3: Brian once emailed me and said, thought you'd like to know Alice has just been on your site looking up the lyrics to some song they were adding to the set. (laughs) He went to my site to get the lyrics because it was quicker. I love it. And I also got complaints from the road crew when I moved the tour dates off the front page. They said it was easier finding where they were going next on the front page. Can I put it back, please? So I did.
1: <laughs> now, let me ask, part part of this group before, because you did a few things with Sick Things that were monumental for the Alice Cooper fan base. Uh, in 2001, you hired Alice Cooper's old pink tour bus and you followed the UK tour.
3: Yeah, there's 12, 12, 13 of us. We hired the bus. Uh, Yeah, that's the pink bus.
1: I think we were, yeah, that's, I remember that bus. I remember being on that bus. You were on that bus at one point, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. The pink, the pink European bus. Here I was thinking it was like some sort of, uh, you know, Scooby Doo sort of mystery machine van type of bus into like from the 70s. No, that, I was on that bus, dude. It was Alice's
3: bus. Yeah. It was, (laughs) it was an old Alice's bus that he didn't use anymore uh, or didn't use from the company. We just hired it from the same company. Um, They'd refurbished. A bit it didn't have his bedroom at the back anymore it just had coffins all the way along um but yeah it was actually alice's bus and we managed to break it in the middle of some little village somewhere we went over a speed bump and uh not hard to do and it ended up having oil leaking all over the road and uh
1: <laughs> sounds like a it was lovely sigh haley story <laughs> of how things just work out roses uh in 2000 2000- we got from the gig <laughs> And you always do the front row. I want to bring uh, Kai on real quick again because you guys have been, uh, you guys have definitely been in the same front row on many of these UK tours, right?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Once or twice. (laughs) When he was little, we used to basically put him at the front and one of those guys would stand with their arms around him so that he wouldn't get crushed, the same as we do with all the youngsters, my daughter as well. You basically lock your arms against the barrier. So they can do what they want, but the people behind you can't crush the little ones.
2: Oh, I remember man. like uh, also in like some of the seated shows where like we were in the second row and they would only let like the first row up at the barrier and I'd get thrown over and like chucked in between you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, it's actually now, do you know Sai's
1: daughter as well, Kai, at this point?
2: Maybe. I don't You've know if I met, met, met my once. daughter, but
3: a long, long time. Yeah, once yeah. or twice. She doesn't go to that many shows.
1: Because your daughter right. was the was the young girl that received the uh, cane in the uh, brutally live DVD. So she's actually more yep. famous than you there, Cy Haley. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's <laughs> part of the Alice Cooper legacy receiving the cane at the brutally live and uh, the brutally live is folks yep. f- for those of you that need to know, that's when I was doing my Bo Derek dreads as well. <laughs> that yeah. Plays. That was the first
3: show she'd ever been to. Um oh, and we sorry, took it down for life. And then sort of said, you know, don't worry. Just, You know, you're going to go straight down the front. And she was also really nervous. And Mm. Pat Novak, Alice's props guy, came out and brought her some earplugs just in case she needed them. And uh, everybody came past and said hello to her in the front there. She was really, really terrified at the time. And when the show started, everybody starts jumping around because she can't see them because I'm behind her. So she can't see anything. She's all huddled down like, you know. And I get her to turn around and look behind where everybody's jumping around and everything and said, look, you can do whatever you want. And after that, she was absolutely fine.
1: You know, it would be a great moment, Vic, if you just had that picture of Alice handing uh, Cy's daughter the cane right there on the Brutally live. Do you have that picture of that? Do you have a little clip? No? Okay.
3: See, once again, it would have been a of my great, great moment. with, with Alice. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a picture of my daughter with Alice somewhere.
1: Somewhere. Okay, he's looking for it. I think he's combing <laughs> through it. But, but Robbie Miller, uh, who is another Sick Thing part of the UK, he asked a question for Cy. Did you ever feel pressure from the community to keep uh, Sick Things UK updated in such a wonderful way? I can imagine uh, it turned into almost a full-time thing at times.
3: Um, Did you not think really th- pressure from the community. More from myself is that if something important, if tour dates are announced, I want them up there instantly. Because the quicker people know that Alice or any of you guys or whatever are coming to their town, the better ticket they can get. That's the theory. So if I can get it up there instantly, they can be on the phone or on the Internet, and hopefully they'll get better tickets. So the the tour dates are the 100% most important thing to get out there. Yeah. Yeah um because and, and be honest, did you know the so tour harsh. dates
1: did you know the tour dates before well i know you knew the tour dates before i did because i had to go <laughs> online to your site but did you was that sort of one of those brian nelson was your deep throat if you will in, in, if we're doing yeah all the president's men he was your sort of inside source would he tell you but you were sworn to secrecy or who was it that got the info? Sometimes, uh,
3: sometimes I know beforehand. Um, sometimes Toby sends them through beforehand. Toby really has taken Brian's place more than anybody else in letting me know things um, on the, you know, on the hush hush that you know be ready for this or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, sometimes I know, but not always. Sometimes I know when they pop up on Facebook, same as anybody
1: else. Gotcha. All right. Well, one other question that I have before I bring on our next a special appearance guest that's coming on is uh, the nation, nation of ovine. And you see these, <laughs> you see these shirts with you know, uh, the nation of ovine. Is that part of Sick Things, or did how how did the whole thing of nation of ovine come about? It, it's not part of Sick Things. It's completely
3: John's own thing. Uh, it's and Now, fun. now
1: who's John?
3: Jolly John. The Sheep Man, as Alice called him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you've seen these shirts that have tons of sheep all over it, that's the Nation of Ovine, right?
3: Yep, that's right. Uh, It's Alice Sheep with with Alice Eyes, basically. Uh, And it's just a bit of fun. Uh, John's from Wales, and we all know about the Welsh and sheep. And it's just a joke that's just kept on running for a very, very long time now. And it's just all a bit of fun, really.
1: Great. Vic, can Uh, you put a picture of that uh, Nation of Ovine shirt up on? No, you you don't have it. Okay, so (laughs) I'm really stumping Vic today, man. He's going to find it. I know he is. But uh, speaking of well, speaking of different parts of the UK, we're about ready to bring on another special guest. So if you need a translator, folks, uh, luckily that uh, Kai will be able to translate because he knows this man pretty well. And he also knows the woman actually... Even better, but I think they're both coming on together. If they're not, we're just going to basically have one of Alice's longtime snake wranglers, longtime sick thing. Um, I want to find all about snakes, and I want to find all about his history with Alice Cooper. Would you please welcome, in the trenches, our fourth our fourth guest today. I can't believe it. Or is it? I'm, no, I could not consider myself a guest. Our third special guest, Mr. Bill Crow. Come on in, Bill. How you doing?
0: Hey. How are you doing, Ryan?
1: From Scotland, there he Thank is.
0: Yeah, I must apologise in advance for the accent, and hopefully you'll be able to understand what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Perfect, it's classic. Right when you start. Now, are you guys right now on the bottom half of the screen? Are you both in just different parts of the house, or are you in? Nah, some... I'm. I'm in England, like, you... I'm South in England. England.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're in Scotland. We'll be. I'll be Rachel and I will be in England. Hopefully tomorrow. Okay. And see Kai tomorrow, but yeah, I'm up in Scotland. Kai's down
1: in Kent. So, just so you know, Bill Crow right there is married to uh, Kai's mom. And uh, you saw that picture of Kai's mom. Is is she anywhere around the house right now? Is she? Is she want to He's come on? on? Does she want to say yeah. hello? Do you want to see? I, I thought it'd be a family reunion, just a just a real <laughs> thing with between mother and son. Would you want to say hello there, Rachel? If you want to make all. a quick appearance and just say hello, she's probably like you know. Dolling herself up, you know,
0: making it Oh, she's always rolled up, There you go. go
1: is there anything you want to say? Uh, you know? Say hey mom. Is it now is this gonna ruin the whole entire <laughs> YouTube channel mystique and stuff? Or is that are you guys all good? Does does your YouTube nah, follow. I- <laughs> okay. Does your YouTube following know about your mom?
2: Rachel, is she Yeah, pe- they okay. they follow her on Instagram. me. Okay. <laughs> They stop. They, stop.
0: <laughs> they, send me, they, ask, they send me messages saying, "Do you have Kai's phone number?" <laughs> to are <play>. like,
1: <laughs> "How you doing, Rachel? How's it going?" Hi, How's it going? So basically, folks, right now I feel like I'm at the front row of any given UK tour Alice Cooper show, and it's my yeah, favorite place to way. be.
0: <laughs>
2: Absolutely. That's it's, nice to be. Man, <laughs> it's a very dude.
0: difficult place to get to.
1: <laughs> and there it is. There there's some there's some long term uh, well, there they all are. And uh look at us. Look at us. Where, where how am I not? That, that picture. Did you send that picture over, Bill? I might have. Okay. Well, <laughs> the reason I wanted to have you on, Bill, is because I wanted to talk. You are a long time snake provider of Alice Cooper. And uh, whenever we would have a snake on stage when we do any UK shows or kind of almost any European shows, you would be the, you would be the guy that would provide the snake. Now, how did that all begin and how did you start that relationship with uh, providing being the snake wrangler for Alice? I can, when you go,
0: when you go back in the day, um, all, we, all the information that we ever got was from the Sounds, Melody Maker, you know, the, the music press at the time. And it wasn't until the internet came along that you discover that you're not the only Alice Cooper fan. There are lots of other ones. And as <laughs> I mentioned... dozens the, of others. You, dozens of others.
1: Dozens <laughs> of others,
0: yeah. But then... The mailing list, I got to know Brian, Brian Nelson, was was absolutely the the way that all started. On the mailing list, I got to speak to Brian, and he knew that I'd kept snakes. I've kept snakes all my life, even when I was at school. I had, I, there was always a snake about, and I'd, I, I was quite interested in snakes. It came to 97, was the first time I actually met Alice at a signing at Tower Records, and it was the first time I actually got to speak to Brian face-to-face. And... I implanted in his head at the time that, you know, if he ever needed a snake. And it wasn't until 98, it was April 98, I got an email from Brian asking if I still had a snake.
1: <laughs> that was the 98 tour. I was definitely on that tour by that point, for uh, sure.
0: I was on the tour, yeah, and it was at the Astoria in London that I was to take the snake down it. again, mean, it was different times back then, and the very time they asked me for a snake, I've had snakes all my life. But... I got married in 96 and my ex-wife really didn't like snakes. She was very, very, they really scared her, you know. So the snakes that I had at the time weren't there and I'm like, Ryan's asked for a snake and I don't have a snake. <laughs> Down the road did have a big a big boa, Lady Macbeth, and I said to Murray, can I borrow the snake? And that was kind of how it all started. Subsequently, after that, certainly any of the the shows, the UK shows, the European shows that needed a snake, Brian would always come back to me. We got a
1: loner. We got a loner snake. I can't believe it. It was kind of like... (laughs) And that's how you got in. Can we go back to that That picture, Vic? Go back to that picture real quick of of, of, uh, Bill and Alice. Because, no, the one that's not the snake, uh, the one that we had the shirt... Because I want everyone to know that... uh, Bill is not just a doppelganger for, for Alice Cooper because you have been confused as, as, as you know, you have been sort of compared to, to being Alice Cooper over the years, no doubt, but you also went to the Institute of Nude Wrestling and it was apparently it was open 24 hours. What is, it was world, yeah. what is the Institute of Nude Wrestling? I'm very curious about that, and I'm sure Rachel is as well. What is this new? <laughs>
0: the Institute of Nude Wrestling from the Muscle of Love cover. It was uh, Muscle of Love, is where is where that came from. That shirt, I believe, was Mike Bruce was playing. He certainly was playing in Edinburgh at the Colgan Studios, and I'm sure that shirt is where that's where I got
1: that shirt. See, it all goes back to Alice Cooper. I can't. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't know the Institute of Nude Wrestling had anything to do with it, but it makes more sense than you say oh, it's muscle love.
0: that's muscle love. Yeah.
1: Did you know that, Cy?
3: Of course you did. Yep. It's on the album cover. Damn that it. design is out the on the album cover. I only
1: play the songs, I don't look at the album <laughs> covers. What are you talking Kai, did you know that? Can I have one person? No, I didn't know Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kai at least. Re- re- <laughs> at least we definitely don't remember things. Hey, look at that. There's my Bo Derek uh, dreadlocks. That's not a bad picture. And Bill Crow, you you did have a, a Michael Bruce shirt on, and that's with the ever-smiling Greg Smith. He's not smiling as much in that photo, though. I'm a little bummed out that he wasn't.
0: In the next one, that photo was taken at the Playhouse in Edinburgh, and that was when I managed to get a blue balloon, one of the balloons at the end of the show. And I was carrying the balloon. I never actually thought to untie the balloon and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I had the balloon. You, you could have popped it, it too. It. I do have a picture of Greg Greg and I, and Greg's looking at me very questioningly with a balloon at the balloon at the door of the house.
1: Well, Dave Radbury,
0: what'd you say? I got it all the way
1: home.
3: <laughs> of course, you did. I was following you in the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it never occurred to you. You could have just actually let the air out. All right. Absolutely.
0: That would have been the sensible thing to do. But not only did I get it out of the Playhouse, but Mike Bruce was playing around the corner in the Colton Studios. I carried the balloon all the way around to the Colton Studios, went into the Colton Studios with the inflated balloon, and asked the people behind the people that were taking the coats. They looked after the balloon.
1: Oh, yeah, you had a balloon sitter, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have, I have a few balloons.
1: Oh, my God. This we're, we're sitting here, folks, talking about balloons and what you should do if you ever do grab one at an Alice Cooper show. I guess rule number one is let the air out or get a balloon sitter because we are here on In the Trenches with our special guest, Kai Ross Best. And, of course, special appearances by Sick Things UK founder, Cy Haley, and a longtime snake wrangler, uh, Bill Crow, with his beautiful wife, Rachel. So thank you guys all for coming on. Thank you very much for hanging out In the t- in the chat room. You've been very active the whole entire time. Vic, our illustrious producer has put up some great comments. Um, Make sure you subscribe of course, but I want to talk real quick about uh, Dave Rattenberry put up a comment just a little bit ago uh, that said that that, that touched on my next point, Bill, that I wanted to talk to you about these inventive names that Alice has had for his snakes all through the years. And um, perhaps you have something to do with that. But he loved uh, Bill's snakes, but he was terrified of them. That's because Dave Rattenberry is—he's terrified of a lot of things. I can terrify Dave Rattenberry with just one Facebook message. I tell you, folks, snakes I can do eat that. rats. <laughs> so, so go back to that comment real quick, Vic, if you can. Um, I never had a photo with Lady Macbeth because of my phobia. What are some of the other snake names, and why does Alice Cooper always like to come up with a name for his snakes? Can you give us some of those? I'll names? Go.
0: Yeah, Alice comes up with him. I think they make up names on the bus and, and things the, the, the names that are technically Of the snakes are not the names You'll see Julius Squeezer and
1: Julius Squeezer, yeah, okay Who else? Uh, Do you come up with any others? No You're the snake wrangler
0: oh, I don't. See, that's, that, 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 see, that's the thing the, 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 the names of the snakes Again, the snakes that he gets in the States I have no contact and I don't know where All the snakes come from, you know Perhaps they have been whatever they've come in and different different places. Snakes have come with a name, but I think they just make up the names.
1: Well, you know what, Bill? That was my whole biggest reason for bringing you on the show was to go through the snake names, and oh, snake you, names. that was really the better. that was it.
0: I certainly know the snake. I mean, Dali was was the, the, my, the my best snake and Dali actually made it into Welcome to My Nightmare 2. The photo shot, the snake was taken down, uh, did the photo shoot for Welcome to My Nightmare. I didn't get the front cover of that, but the snakes inside the, the, the book that you get with the, with the album, it, it, it's Dali that's in there. And she did a few European shows. Um, did a lot of UK shows and also featured in Welcome to My Nightmare, which was great.
1: That's awesome for your snake. Just like the way that uh, Cy Haley's daughter was featured in Brutally Live, you know? And you guys got nothing.
0: All the things more Europe (laughs) than I have.
1: (laughs) But Dolly, so Dolly doesn't have a a sort of twist on the name. It was just Dolly. That was the name of the snake itself.
0: Yeah, that yeah. Was one of them. That was one of them. Veronica, Veronica also featured, and again, we—I called her Veronica because again, from the song. Uh, and we've got Scarlet. Scarlet did the Crop Ready Festival 2013. So yeah, I had names for the snakes, but you know the the, the strange names, the funny names that came along. I'm sure they were picked out by, by Alice or the the band, the crew on the bus.
1: of with the name. Talking with snake wrangler, Mr. Bill Crow. <laughs> I want to find out uh the name of I think the one came up that Spark in the Dark put up on one of the comments. I think it was Boa Derek. You know, could have this thing could a thing but have been this all could have been solved if we went on the internet and done our research before, Vic. We could have come up with all these names. But the point Bill is making is that his names... I've got a page with all the names on it. See, you got to go to sickthings.co.uk. <laughs> That's God. what I should, I mean, what I should No, wait a second. You You—you really do. You literally have a page dedicated to the all the snake names that are of Alice Cooper snakes. Dedicated to information
3: about the snakes. I mean, they're not all on there, but there's Yvonne. On from Schools Out, Eva Marie Snake, Angel, Veronica, Mistress, Lady Macbeth. Don't you know names. The- There they
1: are. <laughs> well, folks, go think, educate yourself. On the same page. Go educate yourself because we're sitting here. I'm going to actually get into a, a thing that we like to do, say that Alice loves to do really quick. And this primarily has a uh, – I'm going to concentrate on Kai really quick because. Um, This is something that Alice loves to say. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Okay? So, that being said, we don't have a big segue for it. We're working on it, folks. We are. But uh, never letting the truth get in the way of the good stories where we dispel rumors, myths, and controversies uh, sort of surrounding our guest. So, Kai, this question is for you. Um, Do you have a cat or ever have had a cat... That is named Roxy.
2: Yes, I do.
1: Fact, folks. That is a fact. And um, why do you have a cat named Roxy? Is that because of me?
2: Uh, it might be. I think my mum came up with the name. <laughs> Rachel, did you name your cat Roxy because of Ryan Roxy?
0: I did not a good guitarist. Huh? Yeah, I did because you're such a good guitarist.
1: Thank you very much, Rachel. That's why we love you. That's why we love you. I love, it. And there it is. Doing my best Billy Idol impersonation ever, and uh, that's me and Mister Bill Crow, Master Snake Wrangler and a snake naming man, of course. And uh, here's another one for Kai. Never letting the truth get in the way of a good story, which Alice would say. Um, although growing up with snakes and Alice Cooper music, more than snakes, Kai Ross best loves spiders true hate
2: them fiction
1: (laughs) No, it's not
2: true you don't like spiders spider web on my like elbow don't like them (laughs) (laughs) though.
1: how do you have okay wait a second how do you end up having a spider web on your elbow but you hate spiders because you know spiders are just going to go there
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think i just like the design of this to be honest um but no i i've never liked them um and there's a good story that I'm sure my mum knows as well where we were driving to one of her work days and this uh, nest hatched in the the van and me being me hating spiders I screamed at the top of my head and probably almost made her crash. (laughs) Is that that
1: really what happened Rachel?
0: That is true he was about five and I'm driving to work and I didn't know there was a little web in the corner and all these little baby spiders hatched out and
1: he went mental and I did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I couldn't help noticing being, you know, me sort of being the guitarist in the front row of an Alice Cooper concert and seeing my favorite uh, front row people at any given UK show is that you all have some sort of tattoos. Uh, I saw on Kai though, he had Alice's signature right there. Um, yeah. Now let me ask you, uh, Bill Crow or Rachel, do you have Alice's signature anywhere on your bodies? There it is. Rachel has hers. Uh, I'm gonna have this as well. Just go uh,
2: anyway. and I can't
1: really see. It. There you go. There Holy you go. crap. Now that's a that's a piece of work right there. Yeah. And Bill, do you have any sort of Alice Cooper tattoos at all? I have absolutely none.
0: I paid for all of Rachel's skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you seem like you don't have a tattoo. So, wait.
0: I now, suggested that I should have a small one just to see if I can get through with it. You can no, handle no, it. Like, apparently, yeah. I can't handle the pain.
1: Bill Crow, big? are you saying that you have no tattoos at all? No, no tattoos at all. No. You know what? You know who else has no two tattoos at all? Yeah, Alice Me? No me? I N- me? No tattoos. Alice Cooper? No tattoos. Cy Haley, do you have tattoos? Absolutely not. Wow. Okay. I'm shocked. I really am. This is. I, I, I always thought that there'd be some sort of mark of the coop, you know, so to me, people talk about mark of the beast, mark of the coop, so on, on every single sick thing that's there, you know?
0: Uh, it's not in my body, but certainly in the house there are, certainly, <laughs> there are a lot of references to Alice roundabout, so, but I haven't painted any on my body as yet.
1: Why do you think you don't like? Uh, you wouldn't get a tattoo because you're afraid of pain. Because you're 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 a medical nurse at one point, right? That this is your job.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I retired last year, but I had thirty years, one hundred and ninety-two days as a staff nurse in the NHS. Yeah. and yeah, blood and tattoos and other people, I can I can take that all day. But no, I've never been tempted have <laughs> been tempted to do it myself. They do, tell me, they do tell me it's painful.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is my last never let the truth get in the way of the story. And, again, we're concentrating on uh, on Kai for a last fact or fiction. If you were a stripper, what would your name be? Dave?
2: <laughs> Don't like that one. Don't like that one. <laughs> really?
1: Now, tell us the story one. behind
2: Is that a bad, bad experience, bad meme, bad? So... Uh, a long time ago, probably just over two years ago, uh, when we did this video where we swapped. So I did the video and uh, Jack did the editing for it. The, the, one, the um, one that went viral. Yeah, the one that went viral. Um, there was a question and it said, uh, can you sing the next few answers? So I did. And one of them was, if you were a stripper, what would your name be? and i just thought of the first thing that came to my head and i just said dave and <laughs> it stuck and people still haven't let it go to this day well and obviously i just didn't let it go i just kept it, <laughs> i
1: kept it going so if you were a stripper what would your name be dave that is fact vic there you go i love it so yeah Look at that! We're a little late on our on our big, <laughs> but it's a live stream. What do you want, man? What do you want for nothing, folks? We appreciate you spending your time with us. Yeah, we know that we've been on for a while. Um, we've been hanging out with Kai Ross Best, as well as uh, Sick Things founders uh, Cy Haley, and of course Bill Crow and Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Um, I had one more sort of tidbit of big information that. I'm curious about because we have the new schooler Kai on, plus we have some respected old schoolers that have been um, promoting Alice all through the years. Uh, For you, the question is Psy. What is that difference between promoting and sort of building up the sick things UK site back in the day in 97 when you first started it, as opposed to what Kai's doing with his social media, how did you sort of get the word out and sort of promote this as a thing, or was it very organic back in those I, days? It was organic because I didn't promote it. I um, put
3: I put a post up on the mailing list saying, "Hey guys, happy Christmas! Have a look here. You may you may find it interesting," and I let it go. I mean as I say, the primary purpose of the page is me.
1: Yeah. It's you did it for complete selfish for reasons. Me. So you and can if anybody else, things. and if anybody else sees it great. <laughs> <laughs> but you've spent a good part portion of your life sort of filling us in, you know, whether it's the band or the crew or the fans on what Alice's, you know, whereabouts are. And again, yeah. you know, we're, we're pl- paying a big tribute to uh, Brian Nelson because he was a big part of that, especially in the early days and uh, was the authority of it. But you guys have definitely carried the torch and um, sort of, honestly, I, I feel that, that Sick Things UK carried the legacy of Alice Cooper for a long time you know, during those years where things were a little bit rough, you know, the rough waters where alicecooper.com wasn't getting as much information as perhaps it should. You guys were spreading the legacy of Alice Cooper. And well, you,
3: Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, the original alicecooper.com when it finally came online was terrible. There was no news or anything. It was just, here's some albums, here's a few gifs that, like, wave Alice his arms around there you go now you've got a website and it was like it was ridiculous but because i'm not official i can post everything that is of any vague interest um i can post about what you guys do what old the older band members do anything alice related i will post whereas the official site is very much oh here's the press release we can do this i mean it's been a bit better recently because kyla can post other things but uh, because i'm unofficial i can post anything and everything to keep people up to anything that might be of interest um and that's where it all came from um and management have very rarely ever asked me to take anything down and if they have it's been for a good reason um <laughs>
1: but they feed me stuff toby sends me stuff uh, you keep mentioning this word true. Toby. You keep mentioning this name Toby, and you you are expecting everybody <laughs> in the group just to know it is. Of course, folks, we're talking about they famous <laughs> famous Toby Mamis. If you are an Alice Cooper fan, you know about the famous Toby Mamis, and um, of course, uh, you know because you you have uh, such influence over the Alice Cooper fans. I want you, I'm not sure if we have the, the name up there that we can put up on the screen, but could you please say for the people that are listening at least at home on the podcast on Apple and Spotify and every other platform that's on there audio-wise, can you say your website, uh, Cy Haley, so that people that might not be familiar with Alice Cooper will be able to go check it out?
3: dot sickthingsuk.co.uk. Can we
1: get into a conversation right. of why dot? Co. uk still?
3: Can it just be sickthings.uk? I mean... It can. I think I actually own that as well. Oh, shit. Okay. Shit. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but I don't really... Use, I, I own it to stop anybody else owning it more than anything else. So it's been sick uk for so long that I don't see the reason to change it. But and there if, it is, uh, up on they, the screen.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: When they launched the .uk ones, I was offered it free, I think, uh, for the first year or something because I had the .co.uk, So I bought it and I just keep it.
1: So that, I think that works as well. Um, si, we're going to get, we're ha- going to start talking about IP addresses. If you don't watch about, <laughs> you know, you understand we got to get that gripping sort of drama in right now with the show. <laughs> there it is. That is the official site folks. If you want to go check out yep. all, yeah, look at good segue. There's a little Ryan Roxy right there. And it is true that Sai has been very supportive of every band member that has ever played with Alice Cooper over the years. And uh, we do owe Cy a lot of credit for uh, giving us all that fresh promo and free promo. Thank you very much. Um Do you have Kai Ross best YouTube channel up on there? Or should he put perhaps a sickthings.uk on his? We'll have to do that. We'll have to figure that out. Um, and now, as far as getting in touch with you, Bill and Rachel, is there any sort of – hold on one second there, Vic, for me one second. I'm going to go on to Bill and uh, Rachel. Is there any sort of uh, social media that you guys want us to promote, or do you just want to stay anonymous?
0: Well, I mean, the page. I still have a website that will – lurks about that's it. not been updated for a very long time but AliceCooperPix.co.uk, some of it still works. There's some pictures up there, some stories of what happened in the old days, and yeah, if you want so, to have a look at that.
1: So there great. you go. If you wanna watch if you wanna to go to a very dodgy, uh, unverified, probably not secure <laughs> website, <laughs> make sure you check out and say it once again so people really understand there, Bill.
0: Okay. So I spell it Alice Cooper Alice Cooper uk.
1: There you go. Thank you very much. People are flooding the site, man. That's your fucking breakthrough moment. I love it. And of course, Kai Ross Best, you've been our uh you've been our headliner over today and uh we have Learned a lot about the internet. We've learned a lot about how uh, the new school sort of promotes and uh, sort of breaks into a career on YouTube. We are, we've are we been talking with Kairos Best, uh, influencer, creator, YouTuber, guitarist, which is very cool. Make sure you go check out his band, uh, King for a Day. Um, how will people get in touch with you, and where do you want them to go first and foremost? And you can just say the
2: names if you'd like. Best place to go is to my YouTube channel. Uh, just Kairos Best, um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, both Kairos Best as well. Man, you're so you're so well spoken, Kai. It's like how many interviews <laughs> have you
1: have you done over the years now? Being that you're you the the, the old age of twenty, uh, have you been doing a lot of interview type of things, or is it mostly concentrating just on your YouTube videos? Uh,
2: a lot of the time, uh, sometimes I get like thrown into random like uh, calls with people. That I've never met before. Like this. So it's kind of, I, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> so it's kind of like just, I think I'm just pushing myself to like make conversation all the time nowadays. So that's the easiest way to explain it.
1: Well, and, and as far as finding the band King for a day, where can we find that more information about
2: them? Best place to find them is on Instagram and that is King for a day.
1: There you go. Straight to the point folks. Thank you very much for hanging out with me um, on this whole thing. I, I, I was going to say, do we have any sort of inspiring quotes? But then all these uh, quotes came from Kairos Best. Put your bits in a jar or I'll shove it. Is that inspiring? That's usually how I end things. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Is that another thing? Um,
2: I have no idea on that. <laughs> you kinky
1: <laughs> biatch. <laughs> And there it is. We have found Bill Crow's unsecure website. Folks, all your information is being downloaded right now. Everything is being hacked. Your computer is getting hacked as we speak right now going on to this website, but you'll get some great photos. (laughs) More views than i have had in the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey much much love to you bill much love to you rachel thank you for showing up man we'll see you again thank mr you. cy haley uh you know what keep up everything that you're doing for sick things uh, uk please please don't stop keep it up and um i think we've learned a lot about the old school and the new school and of course kai ross best thank you for being our special guest on in the trenches today all thank right you for having me so folks thank you uh, Yeah. And, uh, one last time, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the uh, podcast and we will see you next week on another edition of in the trenches though. Until next time I'm Ryan Roxy. Enjoy the ride. In the trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello.